And we're back with episode two of Talking Dash season one. And this season is all about uh, the journey to Dash and how it got established as a brand in the first place, just to give some context into where we are now and how we got here. So uh, we've just covered off, I guess, a bit of my story in like the entertainment industry and She The Social, which was my freelance brand. And we are just now moving into um, launching Dash and Milk as an actual agency. So again, I'm joined by Lauren Hanneman, who, um, as I've mentioned, has been an intern with me twice um, and has been a lifelong friend and been a massive supporter of Dash from the early days. So yeah, we're going to dive into... Um, Dash, I guess, as a brand and a business and an agency and everything that went into the first like 12 months of that. Okay, so I have, hello, everybody. Thank you for having me back, Bronte. It's okay. Welcome. Thank you. Um, I have some questions in regards to Dash of Milk and what it is today. How did we get there? Let's start with the name. Okay. Tell me about Dash of Milk. What... What have we got to say for ourselves? Okay, because honestly, huge part of the story. Everyone says to me, why Dash of Milk? And a valid question. Like, I honestly get people call and be like, hi, is this Dash of Milk? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, so why Dash of Milk? Before they even go into like their inquiry with me. Um, and I guess, okay, so the reason is, so I was She the Social. Part of that transition was I, She the Social to me was like, She the Social, as in I was the social. <laughs> like, I was about me. <laughs> <laughs> me the social <laughs> you may say um, and I just was like okay I wanted a brand that represented a team because by this point I was comfortable with the process of hiring as we know I'd hired staff by this point and um, I decided that I wanted a brand that was more agency based and I could really see the potential for the business and the process of, I guess, initially moving into an agency was, again, a really active one that I had to make. And I was like, made the decision where I realized, you know, we were outgrowing the kitchen table, essentially. I was like, we are starting to establish ourselves in the industry. We have a real offering. We're getting real demand from people. And I was like, okay, I want to actually do this. And I was like, if I want to do this properly, there is no way I can grow from my lounge room. There's no way I can grow this business from my kitchen table with my dog being, you know, the ongoing employee running around. Like I just, I knew I couldn't establish myself properly in the way that I wanted to. And I made that decision of, okay, if this is what I want to do, I want to do it properly. I want to do it in a way that I'm proud of, even if it's only for a few years, which obviously now it's so established and I'm so confident in it that I know that's not going to be the case. But at the time, early days, I'm like, I don't know where this was going, but I was like, I just want to know that what I'm doing, I'm doing properly. Um, and I want to give it all I've got. So I was like, okay, I'm going to transition into an agency and I'm going to change the name and make it something that um, represents a team and an agency structure more than just myself. So I went through this process of like, I don't know, thinking about phrases. I just like the idea of having a phrase or a common um, series of words or something that people would say regularly outside of like an agency or brand setting and I did that because I literally like my my first step of the process was just Googling different social media agencies around the world. I was Googling like social media agents in New York and LA and Sydney and Melbourne and Gold Coast and Perth and wherever I could think of. And there was so many that were like, it's social, get social, so social, I'm social, social co. Like it was just, they were all really common. And the last thing I wanted was 
to be um, like to have a name that people were like, oh, I don't know, it's something social or like, oh, they're the social something, the social co something. I don't know. And I was like, I just wanted to be a brand that people remembered because we had a creative name. And I, I also wanted to take advantage of the fact that we were in a creative industry so we could have a creative name. So I went through this process of just writing out like heaps. I think I had like 10 different names that I was like, I could go with any of these and I just kept coming back to Dash and you would probably remember this because initially I was just like I like when I kept coming back to it I thought you know what I like this name I like the concept of it I'm just going to ask some people around me I hated it everyone hated it hated it (laughs) because I don't know if it was because I loved she the social so much or if I was just like what the heck yeah does Dash of Milk mean in relation to what you're doing yeah and no one knew and like People, so like this was the reaction when I would say it. I'd be like, I'm going to call it Dash of Milk. And then we go, Oh, okay. You're opening a coffee shop? Yeah. Oh, we're moving into being a barista. And I'd be like, No, Which it's is agency. funny looking at where you are now. Exactly. We do work yeah. within the building of a coffee shop, which we love. So I'm not mad about it, but it was, I don't know. I just liked it. I liked that. Like early days, I came up with Dash Team, Team Dash. Um, hashtag do the dash like all the brand elements and I just thought it the works branding works well it, it just does. did I agree I know. and I do love it now I do love dash yeah and yeah I thought that's what would happen to be honest like I was just like force it on people yeah well I visualized the brand I think that was a big difference like saying the word sounds weird but when you see the brand for what it is and you see it come together you're like oh that's that's it as a brand and represented and visual and I just thought that would happen and like I literally remember even telling my dad and he was like maybe brainstorm a little more and I was like no I'm done this is it and you know what that's a testament to your work because obviously you you knew it was gonna work and you didn't let anyone tell you not to yeah I know and like yeah I mean it to be fair it could have gone terribly wrong as well like oh it could have it could have been if you google dom yeah could have taken an avenue but it went well I don't know like I think because honestly like sometimes I say to people I'm like how'd you hear about us and they're like oh I heard your name somewhere and I just remembered it and that happens all the time or they're like oh I saw your brand and I loved it and I thought I'd reach out I'm like oh that's a good point because if it is just social co or whatever you're saying it's just something social nobody's gonna be able to google it later if they like yeah and they, it, it just comes up with every other brand out there. Every other brand. Yeah. So I decided I wanted something, yeah, like Dash of Milk. I just thought it was cool. I thought it was interesting. Um, I now have clients every now and then email like, I just want milk that tastes like real milk. <laughs> I know. <laughs> or like every time I'm at a cafe and they know the brand, they're like, just a dash of milk on that one. Like, <laughs> I will never get sick of the puns. Like, note to everyone out there, you want to throw a pun at me about Dash of Milk, do it. I love it. <laughs> it's always fun so yeah so that was that was the establishment of moving into like an agency structure and establishing the brand name and then it was like okay guess we have an agency you know so then we had an agency we launched it so we launched the brand yeah how so step one from there like I was like cool got the concept got the name um let's do it I was like I need a office space like I wanted to move out of the um, kitchen table. So I was like, okay, this is the next step for me to establish this as like a genuine business and brand. And I started looking and it was one of those moments where like, you know, when you like, you just are like, okay, I need a space. It's small. It's in a good area. Um, I wanted street access. I wanted it to be big enough for like three to four of us. 
And I wanted to be able to deck it out in a way that represented the business. And like, it just came up. It came up on Flinders Lane in Maroochydore, um, found it terrifying signing my first commercial lease. Terrifying. I was like, I don't know what to do. Luckily, he was using one that was very simple so I could read through and literally understand everything that was in it. But I was like, oh my gosh. This is a step up. Like we're going from This is it. This is real. This is real. We like, got the brand. We mm-hmm. knew it was real, but this is like yeah. confirming. Yeah. Yeah. This was when I was like, I am a businesswoman. Like, welcome. I so. have a place of business. <laughs> yes. You may come to my office and I have business cards now. And it is <laughs> not my kitchen table. You <laughs> no. can't see the sink from here. No, there is no dog running around, although that is the next step plans. But um, that was literally it. Like that was, I was like, cool, I have an office now. I um, felt like everything was legitimate. And I do get asked why I didn't um, just have like do it virtually because a lot of brands at the time were doing it virtually where they were like having an agency and a brand, but everyone was working from home or from like um, – offices in different areas or whatever and it's obviously a lot cheaper to do that but at the time I recognized the industry was really saturated like there was a lot of people um, in the industry especially doing freelance and stuff like that and I was like well if there's so many of them how can I set myself apart aside from obviously my offerings and experience and what we were doing with clients and the way we were working with them and the results we were getting I was like I need a way to sort of show that when they're just Googling or looking up a bunch of brands that we kind of stand out a little bit more. And I also recognize that in the industry, there's a lot of lack of trust because um, it's such a an easy industry to get into as a beginner or for like anyone who has any kind of social media experience. It's so easy to just step into. So I was like, I need to establish ourselves as experienced and knowing what we're doing. And for me, that was getting an office and I'm sure there's other ways to do it, but that's what made sense at the time for me. And there was that, but there was also having a team together and I really recognized team culture as something that was crucial to the brand. I wanted it to feel fun. And I think, again, that's what ties back to that entertainment industry it was hugely about your crew and coming together and having fun and making something incredible. And that's what I wanted to do with Dash when I decided that was the direction I wanted to go. And I was like, I want to make this really cool and feel really cool. And like we're one unit and one company, you know, creating something. So that was why we got the office space and decided to yeah launch in that direction, which was cool. You, you even said in the last episode that you wouldn't take on a client, which obviously was losing out on money, but to keep the culture, like to keep your staff happy because you don't want them to have to deal with yeah people that aren't in line with your brand. Totally. And uh, like there's been many instances in the past where that has happened, where it's been hard to like navigate. Um, and it's so funny. I've talked about this before, but like – Going from working in a business where you have bosses to launching a brand, the amount of times things have come up where it's like a client's unhappy with something or, you know, something goes wrong or like, I don't know, something triggers something bad. And I go to turn to someone like in the early days, I would go to turn to someone and be like, oh my God, fix this. And then I was like, oh my God, I'm the boss. And I have to fix it. Yeah. And I'd be like, amazing. Let me step in on this. No problem at all. Let me sort that out. And inside I'm freaking out because I'm like, I don't know what to do here. But you navigate it. And again, you just go back to basics. I think that is like a massive part of my process in general. And what I've always done is like, you just go back to, okay, let's not overwhelm ourselves with what we don't know. Let's go back to quickly what we do know. And it would be like, okay, cool. Here's what I do know about the business. Here's what I do know we can offer this person. Here's what I do know we've done right. Here's what um, opportunity I think there is for them here. Here's what I can communicate to them, whatever it is. And you map that out first. 
And then often what you don't know comes out of that and you can either find that out or talk to people about it and then you come up with a plan. So I think, yeah, throughout the past few years, that's hugely what I've done. I've just kind of looked at it and been like, okay, what do I know? What don't I know? How can I figure this out? And then I've moved forward from there. So it's like, it just makes you feel less intimidated by things that you haven't confronted before, which being in this journey of business has been so much of it. Like I just haven't known what the next steps are or where we're going to from here but like yeah just I guess assessing what you know what you don't know and moving forward from there has been hugely part of what I've done and have sort of established the brand and feel confident in business today. So there's obviously a lot going on internally when you first set up as Dash so what what was going on? Um, Yeah so it was it was hugely so we literally got in the office I remember we did a countdown to launch and surprisingly I had a bunch of people message me being like oh my god what's what like what's the announcement and I was like oh my gosh people care um and then when we opened the doors to dash the office we had it decked out um you know I did Ikea trips um even that in itself I wasn't sure if that's what you were meant to do I was like do you just get furniture from Ikea like this is how beginner I was with it and I did. Yeah, it makes sense it's stuff you don't think about as no. somebody who doesn't own a business Literally. like what do, where does what 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 next? How do you deck it? Yeah, so I went to IKEA. We decked it out. Um, I did this announcement. We're now an agency, and I, it was just me and Steph initially. And I remember like her being like, "Okay, so like what? Like what's an agency? Like what do we do different?" And I was like, "Well, we just like offer more. And we like do more stuff." And then she's like, "Okay, so what do we offer?" And I was like, "Okay, let's write a list of what we offer." Like it was it was literally like baby steps. So we write write a list of like what we offer. We start finding people to partner with that really represent the Dash standard. We knew what the Dash standard was and we knew what we could do and we knew our skill set was really, really high quality. It was just pulling the rest together. So it's not that we were completely clueless. Like we weren't jumping into it with no ideas at all. It was just the actual structure of business, which is I think the thing that intimidates most people when it's actually the easiest stuff. Really? Okay. So, well, I mean, it makes sense because you're an expert on what you do and then the business stuff is just whatever. Like everyone does this. Yeah. Like you just, I mean, it's hard. It's definitely harder than people think, but it's also so much easier than people think. It's like, and it sounds really dumb, but it's like so much of it is just step by step. Okay. Now what? I do this. Okay. What's the next step from there? Okay. I do this. Okay. What's the next step? And the other part of it is just really difficult in times of stress and pressure being on you and you relying almost purely on yourself to achieve something. But um, it's all part of the game, I guess. And it's all part of like the wins are just as good as that. So it's like, it's all worth it, but it's just, it is definitely a process. But it was something that like, I just decided we were jumping into. Um, Luckily, like I said, I had Steph at the time and we just were like, let's just do this. And we defined what an agency was. We defined what we were offering. We went through, honestly, in the first 12 months, the biggest process of defining the programs that we use and the processes that we had. And that sounds dumb, but literally the first 12 months, that was it. Like we were like, what programs do we use to offer the highest standard to our clients? And what processes do we have in place to carry through like the service that we want to give them? And that was it. And it was like, we got the skill set, but delivering that was the next step. Like that was the, the next part of the process was really defining that. So um, we went through that. We made sure that was really, really clear. And that was pretty much the first 12 months of it. But like, I remember even there was a time, <laughs> it sounds so scary now, um, but I remember opening the account and this would have been in the first maybe five weeks of it and being like, there's $7 in the business account. Like, yeah. And I had stuff. 
I had rent. I had subscriptions. Yeah. I had insurances. Like I had contractors to pay. There was so much and I had $7 and I honestly was like, that's so funny. Like, and it wasn't that I was doing it in a really naive way. Like I was on like, haha, we don't need money. I just, I knew we had money coming in. I knew we had clients that were going to pay. I knew like there was things happening. And I just remember looking at it being like, that's hilarious. That that's our situation. Did we screenshot the account? Because that's something else I would love to dig up. <sighs> I wish I did. I probably oh, just shut it straight away because I was like, <laughs> we don't need to look at that. I can't cry right now. But like, that's the thing. Like, I think it's so easy to work up in your head. Like, yeah, but there's all this stuff behind it that people don't talk about. It, there's not. Like, this was the real startup story with it. Um, and even with that, like, we had a launch party, you know? Like, we put a bunch we of We had money. an iconic launch party. Yeah. Which was part of that first chapter we just decided. And that was honestly to establish the brand. I knew I could invite the right people. Same again, similar to the influencer industry. I was like, I can invite the right people who will get the word out. I want to establish the brand as like a high-end um, brand that people can take seriously. I don't want to just be another logo on Instagram. I was like, I want to have a physical experience that people can be part of to um, get to know what we're all about. And yeah, that was all in those first like literally three months. And then from there, we started to actually grow. Like that was when we started to see the effects of that launch party and establishing the brand and launching as an agency and having our processes, having our packages, having the programs, like all of the things that we did and we put focus on initially because they felt really important was what carried through and helped us grow. And then, like I've said, like we started to grow the team a little bit. We had other interns that came through at Dash and Milk who were amazing. Um, we ended up hiring Jazz, who was one of our first interns as well. And essentially, yeah, we just started to grow. Like the clients that we were getting went from being teeny tiny to like pretty established brands that we loved partnering with. So yeah, it's been really fun. And I think as well, you've started off with a completely different kind of clientele. Yeah. So you had like law firms and yeah, different kind of stores, but now you're like predominantly in beauty industry right yeah we are with dash um at the moment yeah we definitely went through the process of niching down and that was something that I focused on in sort of the later years as I started to and I think honestly it was good having those first few years of just having a a range of brands because it meant that we got to know a few different industries we got to know what we liked we learned to use like heaps of different processes and really nailed into understanding industries that we hadn't worked in before because like that is a process in itself and we had to learn how to do that properly so that was a really really good thing for us to do because even now when we come across industries we haven't worked in before we have to be like okay um you know here's here's how we have to pull that information out of you but you know even back then we we had some really cool brand stories come out like we had um we we have a current client in Hong Kong who had we have three of their brands and she's international yeah I know international oh stop it they might say I know (laughs) um and the way he came about and like I've said I'm always pretty transparent in what we can do when I'm like really unsure and doing it and I remember jumping on a zoom call with him his name's Kim and he was like, hey, you know, I'm in Hong Kong. Here's what I want. Here's my brand, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, I'm going to be really honest with you. I have never worked in an international sense before. I know exactly what to do on social media. I know your industry. I know how to do this. But I don't know how it will work internationally. Like I don't know um, your clientele and I'm not sure how we'll structure this partnership on Zoom. Like I just haven't done it before. And he was like, yeah, cool. That's fine. Um, anyway, so with the campaign and I was like, 
oh, like, I don't, I just expected him to be like, oh, like, can we not then? But he was like, that, like, okay, that's fine. Anyway, like, we'll figure it out. Moving on. And like, he is still a client today and we have three of his brands and we're about to look at another one with him. So, which again goes to show what you do. He's obviously seen you, known what you can do, knew it would work for him, wanted it, got it. Yeah, got it. Jumped on. Yeah, which is like, and it's a cool process. with it. He's yeah. still here. Our long time ones. Shout out uh, to Kim. Yeah, thank you, Kim. Thanks for backing us. And like another one, I guess, from those early days, which um, we talk about as a team because they're one of our favorite clients, is um, King's Beach Bar. So they have been one of our longest term clients that we've had for a really long time. And the way that we got them is one of their owners called me up at like 4.30 one day and was like, hey, we really want um, a social campaign. I was like, okay, amazing. And he's like, can you send it to me by nine o'clock tomorrow? Because I have a meeting with the rest of the owners. And I was like, excuse me. Like (laughs) I was so tired. I can't remember why, but I was just like exhausted that day. And I was like, okay, that's fine. I remember going home and I was like sitting on the couch and my eyes were shutting and I was like trying to type out this like proposal and my eyes were burning. Like I honestly remember just being like, oh my gosh. And I typed out this proposal and I did not think it was that good. And I was like, you know what? That's fine. This is the best I can do right now. He's asked for it last minute. I'm just going to send it over. We'll see what happens. Sent it over. I was like, hey, here's here's a proposal. Let me know if you want to go ahead. Like half an hour later, hey, how'd the meeting? Yeah, sounds good. Let's go ahead. And I was like, oh, okay. Lucky it went well because you would be yeah. really exposing him right now. He left it last minute. Yeah, he had to <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, but yeah, no, they went ahead with it. And yeah, like I said, we've literally had them since then. We've grown with them hugely. Like they've done so much since then with us. And um, like those are the stories I love. Like even in those early days, it's so easy for me to dismiss what we did because I'm like, oh, we were just fig- like finding our feet. But in saying that, like we were still doing a lot that was getting us to where we are today. So yeah, forming the foundation. Forming those foundations. Foundations yeah. of Dash. Yeah. <laughs> That's what this chapter is called. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that was, that was pretty much it in the, in the early days, which was fun. And then, yeah, like I said, um, in the first episode, this one is coming out when the new brand is established and the, the brand that we had then was something that I absolutely love. And like, I think I've done heaps of posts. I've already written them in terms of explaining why we went through the rebrand, but I think that the brand that we have today in recording this podcast is something that is still really special to me because we did establish it in those like first 12 months yeah she was the start yeah start of dash yeah the navy blue the dusty pink oh the dusty pink we love should we should we dive in oh let's talk about it we can do a little bit sorry there was a (laughs) situation so the dusty pink we have at time of recording this podcast was a different dusty pink to what we had when we very first launched Dash. So in the first like month, we had a set color palette. I actually, I do have that documented somewhere. We can post that. Yes. yes. Foundations of Dash, an art series by Lauren Hanneman. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my gallery. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so we had a different color palette back then um, and it was like a dark navy and this like dusty pink and like a kind of tan which actually ended up coming in later but um yeah initially it was those pink colors and we had someone reach out and basically like almost try to sue us like and picture me three weeks into business hey we might sue you like I was like excuse me (laughs) help me I was like okay um so yeah it was I actually 
I actually knew my rights in that situation, which was really absurd to even be put in that situation. But I was like, okay, well, excuse you. Um, here's the actual reality of it. But it's always like when you're put in those situations, it's funny because you think you'd freak out, but you do again. You just go back to what do I know? What don't I know? And it was like, okay, I know my rights here. I actually know I'm not in the wrong, but I also know that having this kind of negative um, impact on the brand right now is not something that I want. And having this like negative, um, I don't know, energy coming towards us and like having someone in the industry and in the local community talking badly about us is not something that I want. And I really recognize that. And I also wanted to keep a professional relationship there. So I was like, you know what? Here's all the facts of why this is, you know, out of place and why this actually should not apply at all in terms of a move that we're making. But here is also why I'm going to make that move. Um, and I remember the whole, the whole way it kicked off was actually a DM. It was an Instagram DM. Like that's how absurd this thing was. And I replied and I said, and this is me at like 23. I was 23 when I started She the Social. So I must have been 24, I think. And I was like, hi, if you'd like to have this conversation properly, let's do this via email or the phone because I'm not Instagram DMing you about it. And then, yeah, I got a call the next day and it was like, hello. And, um, yeah, and we talked about it and I just said, you know what, I'm happy to change it, but um, I need you to, like, understand that this is out of place and it shouldn't have to happen. But I'm not I'm, changing it because it's legally yeah. a problem. But also this relates back to in episode one where you were talking about knowing your place in standing your ground with yeah. the, the artist or just backing down for the... For the right reason. Totally. And I think in this one, I did both. Like I stood up for myself as in like, don't think that I'm a pushover, but also like pick your battles and I'm not going to battle this one because it just wasn't worth it. So I was like, that's fine. Happy to do this. But like, I'm not a pushover and do not think that I'm coming into this industry to just like cow down and be like, oh, whatever. So yeah. So that was an interesting experience because that was terrifying as well as it was like validating for me in a way of like, well, I know my worth and my purpose here and like. I'm happy to back that in a way as well. Um, but yeah, from that, we ended up developing the color palette that we had. And then now we have evolved into a stunning new brand, which you guys would be seeing at the moment as this podcast is released, which I am in love with. So it's really exciting. You've seen it, haven't you? I have. I was part of the focus group. Yeah. Oh, that's right. We did a focus group to decide on the um, final typography for it and Lauren was part of that. So stunning. It's the yeah. one I voted for, so yeah. I'm happy. Thank you. Thank you. So yeah, so that is, um, that's episode two. So in the next episode, we're diving into more of the established Dash brand and what we're actually about um, now and what we're doing and the direction that we're going in for the new year, um, which is a lot going on with. And then in the last episode of this series, we're talking about the Academy as well, which as we know, is like a big baby for me. Um, it's been a huge part of like the Dash journey. So I'm really excited for the rest of this series um, and then from there, we're going into series two, which is the Dash team. So lots to come, lots to come on the podcast. We're feeling excited. We're feeling excited. Okay. Amazing. We'll come in. Okay. Well, we'll see you guys on episode three. Thank you for tuning in. Goodbye. We'll see you soon. Bye.